On a flutter, we are careful to ensure that all patient stories comply with healthcare privacy laws. Details may have been changed to ensure patient confidentiality. All views expressed are those of the person speaking and not their medical institution. Hey everyone, welcome to A Flutter, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of the love lives of those pursuing a medical career. I'm your host, Anna Kulawick, and let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome back. Um, It's been a minute since we've had a podcast episode, but I feel like we've been saving up for an amazing one because with me today, I have one of my wonderful classmates, Gabby, um, who's just an amazing, thoughtful, creative, beautiful, smart person, and I'm so excited to have you join me, Gabby, so welcome. Oh my goodness, hello, thank you. I am so flattered. (laughs) This is too much, but thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Of course. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I guess since it's been a minute since I've had an episode, I'll I'll, I'll fill the listeners in a little bit, and we can talk about how you came to be here in my bedroom on the podcast today. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so last episode was right before I was starting internal medicine. Um, Busy, busy rotation, and now I'm in the midst of surgery. Still busy. Another busy rotation. Yeah, still going through it. Yeah. Um, But then Gabby, this whole year, we've kind of been texting back and forth, like, love the podcast. Oh my gosh, you should be on the podcast. And now we've, like, finally found the time where you can be on, so I feel like this has been a long time coming, and I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate your patience with me, because I'm, like, <laughs> literally the worst person at responding to any text. <laughs> Anyone who has ever texted me knows this. <laughs> it's so bad, but um, I'm glad that I'm finally here. Yeah. I'm very excited for this. I have been a listener since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was, I think I was in radiology, and Dr. French... <laughs> was like you heard of this podcast it's really cool and I was like wow that sounds really cool Mm -hmm. um and it's just been so good so I'm really excited to be here awesome well thank you so Gabby for the listeners who may not know you do you want to share I don't know a little bit about yourself your story why you why you want to be on the podcast sure um so I guess I, I can start with where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from Iowa. Um, I went to school in Baltimore and um, for undergrad. Um, and then I came here. That was the lot shorter <laughs> than I expected. But um, I guess uh, some things that um, I really care about are like music. Um, I was really involved in music um, as a kid and throughout high school, and I actually um, went to college for both music and, like, academics. Like, Mm -hmm. I postponed the decision of deciding between a professional career in music and going into something academic until, like, midway through college. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a big part of my life. Um, after college, I spent a lot of time in Brazil, um, where I have some family, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that was, that was a big part of, um, like, my outlook 
on medicine and it had it definitely had a big impact on my career mm-hmm. um and then I spent a lot of time teaching also in my gap year I took like two and a half years off mm-hmm. so um I feel like that's like within kind of what's normal at this point since everybody is like taking a lot of time off but um maybe on like the longer side of normal um and now I'm really interested in OB-GYN mm-hmm. um Awesome. Awesome. Cool. I I think one of my first like memories of you is over one of the Zooms that we had like coming into medical school. Um, I don't know if I've told you this, like in one of those little Zoom things and you were talking about how you like play the flute and were like deciding between professional musician or not. And I'm like, this girl That's is so my cool. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's either that or I'm like half Brazilian and half Amish, mm-hmm. which is not actually true, but it's kind of true. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. But yeah. Great. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And since I guess this is a relationships podcast, what what yes. is your little, your take, or um, I guess kind of what's your relationship history, status, yeah. all that good stuff? Yeah. Um, so I have a partner. Um, he lives in Baltimore, so we've been long distance since medical school started. Mm-hmm. Um, we met during, um, at one of my gap year jobs. Um, we both worked in the same place, mm-hmm. um, and we were initially friends for a really long time. We were actually both dating other people mm-hmm. um, for a while, and um, at some point, both of those relationships ended. We continued to be friends for a long time because we were like initially just very good friends, mm-hmm. um, and then at some point, you know, we started dating. Mm-hmm. Um, which was actually not all that long before I left to come to Duke. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Which was kind of stressful. Yeah. Um, because we both knew that we really liked each other and we wanted to stay together, but it's, I don't know, it's just a really big change in a relationship. Yeah. And, um, so that was a really big transition mm-hmm. and, um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a long couple years, mm-hmm. um, but we've been doing really well mm-hmm. and um, finding strategies to manage the long distance, to manage just like being in medical school and in a relationship, which mm-hmm. I know is literally the point of this podcast, <laughs> yeah. um, because it's not easy, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to talk about him. He's one of my favorite people and the, he's my favorite person. Yeah. Um, and, um, he's very cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, he works in public health. Um, he works in a center for urban health equity in mm-hmm. Baltimore. Um, and so he's really like, um, all his work is very community based and um and it's it's just really cool to like I wish I was closer, you know, yeah. but it's cool to like watch him do all of these amazing things mm-hmm. for the city and for the communities there and um yeah, it's just wow. very cool. That mm-hmm. is so cool. Like, to be honest, I did not know very much about your like relationship 
status, yeah. your partner, any of that. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, what was that transition like going from, I guess, kind of recently date, like still being friends for a while, but like newly dating to now we're long distance? It was definitely like, I don't know. Um, it was hard to balance. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big thing. It, it was in the beginning, it was really hard to balance. Um, like coming into medical school and like trying to like meet new people, make new friends. And I know when I was in college, I, um, like initially like day zero, like met this person that I ended up getting really involved with. And I feel like I just didn't have the same kind of social experience as a lot of people did because I was so focused Mm. on that relationship yeah and um I came into med school like trying to be very intentional about not doing that Mm -hmm. and I knew that that was going to be really easy for me to do because I'm very much an introvert and Mm -hmm. very much a homebody like I don't go to a ton of med school events I'm not yeah like out of my, I just like my house <laughs> like, yeah. a lot. Um, it has my dog in it. And I'm very happy there. Yeah. Um, but I knew it would be really easy for me to like go to class, come home, hop on Facetime with him, and mm. you know relax. And um, so I guess like balancing that early on was tough. Um, he was very understanding about it though. Mm-hmm. Like he he definitely wanted me to like be out and meeting new people and Mm -hmm. everything um but then also when class started and like I went from I had kind of a hiatus between the end of my job and the start of medical school Mm because I I know I get stressed really easily so I kind of try to build in a lot of intentional rest into my life that's so smart Um, (laughs) it came from a lot of burnout but um um, but yeah so I had kind of a a little bit of time before then when I really wasn't doing very much Mm -hmm. um so going from that to first year of medical school was a huge change Mm -hmm. and um so we just had to figure out how to like prioritize each other while also, you know, maintaining our other priorities and the other aspects of our life, um, and, you know, being two independent people, um, and I think that kind of the solution that we came to was we were just always on FaceTime Mm -hmm. on, like, during downtime, yeah, um, and then we would do, like, little virtual dates where we would, like, we watch movies together all the time. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a that's a pretty frequent, um, a frequent thing where we'll yeah. like both have Netflix up and go like one two three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so we really like to do that. He really likes movies, so mm-hmm. um, so we do that a lot. Or sometimes we'll cook dinner together mm-hmm. and we'll go get like the same ingredients and cook yeah. the same dinner. Oh my gosh, that's and so then cute. Eat it together. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Um, there's not like all that many opportunities to do that since we're so busy, but we do try to work that in. Yeah. Every once in a while. Yeah. 
That's good. That's yeah. really good. I feel like Dylan and I have tried to do the like dinner at the same time thing, but I eat dinner very early and we're an hour ahead from him in Chicago. So oh, I'll have dinner yeah. at like 5 p.m. my time. He has dinner at like 9 to 10 p.m. his, his time. time. And yeah. I feel like there were a few times where like we tried to meet in the middle, but mm -hmm. it was like 8 p.m. and I felt like I was dying. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but I need to eat now. So I'm like, I'll just watch you oh, eat later no. and it'll still be sweet, okay? Like, yeah. take my word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we do that mostly on, like, a weekend day, and it's very sporadic because yeah. it's the same for us. I I eat a lot earlier mm -hmm. than he does. I feel like because I come home from, especially now, I come yeah. home from clinic and I'm just, or the hospital, and I'm yeah. just, like... <laughs> tired and hungry and yeah. irritated and I need yes. to eat immediately <laughs> otherwise yeah. bad things will happen yeah and then he'll just go until like 8 9 p.m oh yeah and he'll start cooking at like 8 30 oh, 30. oh. Or nine. it's <laughs> like, so late sir you, we need to be asleep Look, in like am, an hour yeah that is my bedtime yeah that is, <laughs> yeah yeah like I get it because I used to do that but also I just can't Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Gotten old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or or just rotations are forcing us that's also into fair. the schedule. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that's fun, though. I like how you all have found ways to like still stay connected. Yeah. Um, I guess as we start planning for our third year, so for us at, at Duke, our third year is a whole like research year. Mm -hmm. um, and so some people go away or like stay at Duke. Do you, what are your like geographic plans. Yeah. yeah. So I initially had wanted to do the like study away thing. Yeah. Um but I ended up um I had done a smaller project with SDK who is our mm -hmm. um OB Gyn, um kind of the clerkship yeah, director. Clerkship director. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um and so I really enjoyed working with her, yeah. and so I wanted to keep working with her, mm -hmm. and I was not, mm. I I just didn't want to go, like, try to find someone else that, I don't know if, yeah. like, we work well together, I don't know if you're, yeah, anyway, um, so I talked to her about it, and basically just expressed, like, I would like to be close to him, like I would like to be in Baltimore. Yeah. But I also really want to work with you. Is there any way that we can make this work? And mm -hmm. she um, was so accommodating. Oh. Like she helped me find a project that would be mostly, um, I would be mostly able to do virtually. Wow. So that I could be kind of wherever. Yeah. Um, and basically suggested that I come back maybe like once a month mm -hmm. or so yeah um for research meetings for um continuity clinic yeah. or you know whatever school of medicine requirements mm -hmm. are mm -hmm. um and then but for the most part like I can do the research virtually wow um so that was really cool I really appreciated that she's That's very awesome. she's very I feel like SDK is very um interested in people being people outside mm -hmm. of medicine, mm -hmm. which is something I really appreciate about her. Yeah. Yeah. That so. is so awesome. That's like the best of both worlds. Yeah. So it's like your answer is like, yes, you are mm -hmm. doing research at Duke and you will not be here most of the time. Yeah. Amazing. Exactly. But I will be here some of the time. Yeah. Which I also like because I like 
I, I don't know. I really like Durham. Yeah. And I like the community here, so mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to be here. Yeah. Um, some of the time, and also not to not have to kind of, like, create new roots entirely yeah. somewhere else. But. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. So yeah. you still get to have, like, a year with your boo. Yes. While still doing, like, awesome research with an amazing mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, I'm very excited. Best of both worlds. That's great. Um... So, I know we had spoken before, and if you don't want to talk about... No, we can... Okay. Okay, great. Um, So, Gabby, you and I have spoken off-air a little bit about some other aspects of life that kind of relate to relationships, and, you you know, you're mentioning SDK, talking about being, like, a person outside of medicine, so... um, I guess you have something to share in that regard as well. Yes, I... um... Big announcement, big surprise. I'm pregnant. (laughs) Which is crazy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's been um, a roller coaster (laughs) to um, like everything from like the way that I found out to, you know, just figuring out how to do medical school when you're in first trimester and with all of the, like, things that come with being in first trimester, um, and then to, like, planning for future, like, this has been, um, such, this has been on my mind a lot right now because I'm trying to figure out, I mean, we just had to submit our, like, third year agreements where you are supposed to say what, like, when you're planning on taking board exams and how much time you're planning on preparing mm-hmm. for that. And I had had a plan mm. that, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if it's still going to be my plan, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's, it's just been a whole wild ride. Um, and SDK has actually been a big like supporting person yeah. um through it because I was on Obigine when I found out that I was pregnant. Oh my gosh. Um, so um yeah, it's it's been it's been wild, but I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And excited to talk about it. Yeah. I just wanna say first of all, like thank you so much for being willing to share this with with me and the yeah. audience. I know I I've said it before, but I think this is it's so awesome, and, and you're so brave, and I'm just, like, yeah, so impressed by you. Um, I mean, yeah, we talked yeah. about this a little bit before, but I do think that this is not something that is talked about very much in mm-hmm. medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, in even broader than medicine, in, like, career paths that are like this that have a lot of demands and yeah. a long, like, academic trajectory... And, um, yeah, it's just not something that people talk about. I mean, we have in our class of 120 plus Mm -hmm. medical students between the ages of like 21, 22 and 30, early 30s, we have one student that has kids Mm -hmm. and like what, two that are married, two, three. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So it's, I I just feel like it's just not something that people talk about a lot. And Mm -hmm. I know that um, I gained a lot from hearing residents talk about their experiences with um, pregnancy and um, 
having kids in medical school or in residency or just, you know, at different points yeah. in their career. And I think for people, because I know that, you know, there are people that really care about, um, you know, families and having a family and having a life outside of medicine, and that can be really hard in this yeah. culture. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I definitely think that it's worth talking about. Amazing. I have a bajillion questions. I'm ready. <laughs> um, Let's go. I, I guess first off, can you share like what it was like, like when you realized you were pregnant, and kind of like what what was going through your head, like what where you were, like in rotation, just like that yeah. whole initial experience. Yeah, it was. Um, it was wild right <laughs> so um it was crazy because i thought i had cancer <laughs> like, literally. oh yeah that's like a classic med student <laughs> response but it's not even it wasn't just me i was told i might have cancer what yeah like because i went to the doctor oh my god because i was having hyperthyroid symptoms yeah like i was having palpitations anxiety yeah um like difficulty sleeping oh my god. and it was like my appetite was all weird I was losing weight even though Whoa. I was eating right yeah and so and so like non-specific symptoms right yeah. but like I I so I went to the doctor for that and mm -hmm. they did some labs yeah and my TSH was crazy low, and mm -hmm. thyroid hormone was yeah. crazy high, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh my god, I'm hyperthyroid. Like, what is happening? Oh, oh my god, I forgot. I also had a thyroid nodule. Like, I oh, was so like, it's like all of yeah. the signs. Yeah, so that's why, oh my right, god. Okay. so I I um, had been doing the very bad med, med student thing, yeah. and I, like, found the nodule, <laughs> immediately went to up-to-date, yeah. <laughs> was like, okay, what's happening to me, like... All of these things, yeah. I, like, messaged some of my friends that are real doctors. Yeah. And was like, am I going to die? <laughs> like, what's, oh, my God. Like, what do I do? Yeah. Um, so I had a mess and symptoms. Uh -huh. And I was very stressed. So I went mm -hmm. to the doctor. They did all the tests. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then um, they... And this was over the course of a couple of weeks. Yeah. Right? So, um, it wasn't like, today I found nodule, tomorrow I am, no, I'm hyperthyroid. Yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah. Um, drawn out. But, um, so, when I got the labs back, they tried to send me for a, a uptake scan, oh which... For anybody that's not in medicine, involves um, radioactive compounds, which oh is not very acceptable in pregnancy. <laughs> so, um, like the very good doctor that my PCP is, she um, made me take a pregnancy test. Oh my um, god! Because she, yeah, she made me take a pregnancy test before um, I did the scan. Yeah. And it was positive. <laughs> and I was just terrified. I was, like, on one hand, very hopeful that the 
thyroid issues were related directly related to the pregnancy and mm-hmm. not to like a second issue like yeah. cancer or something yeah. um but then i was also like terrified like oh my god because i had just thought i had cancer and now i found <laughs> out i have a baby and i'm like what, what is happening and then um and then on top of that i go for uh an ultrasound mm-hmm like Wait, of your thyroid of your yeah. yeah. Because I couldn't do the uptake scan, so yeah. they were like, okay, we'll at least do an ultrasound. And the results came back. Oh, it's so funny. The uh, radiology report was like, it's possible that your thyroid is just inflamed. We cannot rule out, though, <laughs> that your entire thyroid has been replaced by a solid mass. And I was like... <laughs> they were like, recommend biopsy. I was oh my like... God. Oh my god, do I have cancer and a baby? (laughs) And then I was like on up to date, like, like what are like chemo rads plus pregnancy? Like, how does that work? Like, can I is it is it possible? Like, what happens? What's the prognosis for baby? What's the prognosis for me? Yeah. And yeah, I was just very stressed. And um (laughs) I ended up meeting with an endocrinologist. Mm -hmm. Um and this was also, like, weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, it was at least a week later. Yeah. Um, but by that time, like, everything had started going in the right direction. Okay. And the nodule had gotten a little smaller. Oh, and she wow. took a look at the scans and yeah. was like, I understand why the radiologist thought that, but, like, this looks very much like thyroiditis. Like, just yeah. inflammation. Okay. And um, it's probably, like transient gestational thyroiditis like related to related to pregnancy and so it was a very scary thing (laughs) and I was I like it was crazy because I felt like like I was really excited to be pregnant yeah um but I also couldn't be excited because I had no idea what was gonna happen yeah because you're like what if I literally have cancer yeah exactly (laughs) like literally (laughs) literally wow and um so then once she talked to me and was like, it's okay, like, yeah. we'll keep monitoring you regularly, um, but for now, like, this is what we can do, um, and once that happened, and I had, like, my first ultrasound, which I had much earlier than most people do, because yeah. I had presented in this yeah. very weird way, yeah. um, and found out, like, like, baby is healthy, yeah. um, like, pregnancy is okay, yeah. Then I was like, oh my god, I'm pregnant. <laughs> That's crazy. And then, yeah, so um, I had told our OB-GYN clerkship director very yeah. early because, yeah. um, first of all, I, like, had a breakdown during morning rounds. Yeah. And she was like, what? What? <laughs> um, and... I, I was just, like, I'm having these symptoms, I'm really stressed, and she was, like, go get checked out, like, yeah. just go right now. Yeah. Um, and then, so she kind of knew what was going on okay. the whole time, and was, um, helping coordinate some things for me, yeah. which was really, That's really nice. And I guess I was literally OB-GYN, yeah. the rotation you were on. And she also does, like high risk yeah ob yeah like that's her thing yeah so she was also very reassuring because i was like oh my god like now i'm gonna be like a high-risk pregnancy and Mm. what is gonna happen with that and you know we're at duke so we see all of the worst yeah the like most complicated the The scariest the scariest and um and she was just very reassuring she was like this is great 
Yeah. Like, I, I've been doing this for a very long time. Yeah. You are safe. Yeah. Everything is okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. That was a wild ride. Wow. <laughs> Not cancer. Just Not a cancer, baby. cancer. Just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that should be the name of the Yeah, that might have to be the episode title. <laughs> Wow, yeah. amazing. So now, I guess, how far along are you now? Like, I months? am 16 weeks okay. as of yesterday. Okay. Yeah. So I have OB-GYN next, mm-hmm. so correct me if I'm wrong. So are you now, like, officially second trimester? Yes. Okay. Officially, officially. Okay. wow. Yeah. How have your symptoms, I don't know, like, like changed. yeah, changed throughout? It's so much better. Okay. And I, um... I know everyone has, like, a different experience. Um, I think that my first trimester was really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the thyroid-related symptoms were just very difficult to kind of get through because yeah. there was a lot of, like, fatigue, difficulty focusing. Um, it Thyroid really messes with your mood, so mm-hmm. I was also very anxious and kind of depressed yeah. um, for a lot of it. Ooh. And... Um, really bad nausea Mm -hmm. and I like yeah eating was just really hard Mm -hmm. um and I felt like knowing all of the complications was also really hard because I was like if I don't do exactly this 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 (laughs) like I'm gonna die (laughs) which is not true which is not true but um yeah I felt like I knew a little too much um but that kind of started to fade um luckily around 11, 12 weeks. Okay. Um, and then I think by like 14 weeks, I was feeling a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, my energy is a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sleeping so much first <laughs> trimester. Like I would come home from wh- wherever I was and immediately yeah. take like a three hour nap wow. and then wake up and do like an hour and a half of studying, mm-hmm. and then go right back to sleep. Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, but now it's a, like, my energy is, like, mostly normal. I'm, okay. um, still eating can be a little weird. Like, I haven't gotten, like, the pregnancy cravings mm-hmm. that everybody talks about. Um, You're not, like, dipping pickles in chocolate. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. I am interested yeah. in what is going to come. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I'm told that that comes, like, mid-second trimester okay. to, like, later once um, your appetite really comes back. But yeah. um, but it's definitely a lot easier mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. I'm glad things are getting better. Me too. <laughs> no longer concerned about cancer. Yeah. Or just life is getting better. That's amazing. Yeah. I just want to, I feel like I'm going to say this so many times, but like, again, thank you so much for sharing this yeah. experience. I feel like obviously becoming a parent is a huge thing, but like literally being the incubator for this baby for like months while also going through all the rotations like I feel like all of us like as med students in our class are struggling but like while also like literally growing another human being like that's a whole other task yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's big I yeah yeah I um didn't anticipate that pregnancy would come with as much as it does which Mm -hmm. I think speaks a lot to how you know society portrays pregnancy and Mm -hmm. pregnant people um but 
it's it's definitely been a lot, but mm-hmm. it's also been really rewarding. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice to talk about because, like, as we're recording this, mm-hmm. still very few people know that I'm pregnant. Yeah. Um, obviously, people will know when this comes out. <laughs> but um, I haven't really been able to talk about it that much because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, initially, I... You know, a lot of people wait until second trimester because miscarriage in first trimester is yeah. really, um, the rates are really high, mm-hmm. and um, and that's totally normal. I mm-hmm. think that I have waited a little bit longer than is normal just because I am, I've been a little more anxious with all of the stuff that yeah. happened in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, but at this point, I'm ready to tell people but now it's like I haven't told people for so long that yeah. I'm like, wait for people to know I have to tell them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I'm working on that right now. So mm-hmm. not a lot of people know, mm-hmm. which means that I um, haven't gotten to talk about it all that much. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. Yeah. It's, it's nice to talk about because oh. it's very exciting. It's so exciting. Yeah. And I'm so glad that, like, we can talk about it. Yeah, I same. I love, like, pregnancy and babies and, like, all things reproduction. So, I well, you want to go into ob yeah. so. Literally. <laughs> and I guess I love babies. So. Yes. Works out well. Yeah. That's great. Perfect. That's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How is it being pregnant while also long distance? That's been tough. Yeah. Like, that's been really tough. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I can't say I would recommend it to anybody, (laughs) Um, especially, like, in the beginning when everything was just so hard. Um, Mm -hmm. It it was, was, I mean, it was really hard for both me and my partner um, because there was, I think it it was in a time where there was really a lot going on for both of us, and um, so there wasn't all that much we could do to be in the same place Mm -hmm. um now um he's planning on coming down a lot more frequently okay um so hopefully that's gonna get better but it's definitely hard to and let me not say do it all on my own because I'm definitely not doing it all on my own um my, um, I had, I did tell, like, a select few people mm-hmm. pretty early. Yeah. Um, and then my mom actually just moved to the area. Oh, she did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, she moved in probably two weeks before I found out I was pregnant. Oh, it wasn't even related to this. No. She just happened to. Yeah, she just <gasps> happened to move. Wow. Um, so, both, like, my mom and my friends have been a huge yeah. support, like, just offering to, like, cook or clean, you mm-hmm. know, when I don't have the energy, um, like, my mom will come walk my dog all the time, <laughs> which I think is also for her because she loves my dog, yeah. but, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it, it it's tough because I feel like that's what Julian would be doing if yeah. he was here, Yeah. um, and I know mm-hmm. that it's been hard for him also not to be here because he, he really, like, wants to be here and, yeah. like, supporting me and, um, 
Yeah, and just being part of the whole process. So mm-hmm. it's just been, that aspect of it has been difficult, but um, I'm, I anticipate it getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, I mean, right now it's not, I don't know. I don't, I feel like I'm kind of at baseline right now, so yeah. there's not, I don't need as much. Yeah. But um, it's definitely like, like, I wish he was here instead of, like, being FaceTimed into appointments or things like that. But he was here for, he was here for the first ultrasound. So okay. that was really cool. That's good. Um, and he's going to be here for the, um, the next ultrasound I get, which um, is in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find out the sex of the baby. Mm-hmm. She's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, and he's planning on coming down for, um, the, like, my subsequent prenatal visits. Okay. Um, like, later in the pregnancy when they're a little bit more frequent. Yeah. So, um, he's been very involved, but it Mm -hmm. hasn't been easy to be long distance for sure. Yeah. Like, as involved as you can be while long distance. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huge kudos to you, to both of you, for making it work. And I'm glad that you have, like, the support network, like, friends and, like, your mom just, like, happening to move here. Yeah. Like, that's huge. That was one of my questions, like, because I I knew you were from, like, Iowa. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I know, like, something for me, at least, is, like, like, I I want children someday, but you know, something that I've always thought about is, like, well, what if I live, like, super far away from my, like, I'm from Oregon, you know, so my family's all the way out there, you know, and, and it, you know, it'd be, it'd be hard to, to manage all of that, so I'm glad that you've, like, found your people, and and you're making it work. Absolutely, it's, it's definitely tough, and, um, yeah, I feel like the more support around you that you can have, the better, Mm -hmm. um, But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like when you're in medicine, like, you're going to sacrifice something. Yeah. Like, there's something that's going to be sacrificed somewhere. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it, like, sucks that this is, like, the thing. Mm -hmm. But you can, I feel like if, I don't know, I kind of feel like everything is about priorities, right? Mm -hmm. And, um... So, you can make anything work if mm-hmm. you just, like, make sure that you're very aware of what your priorities are. Mm-hmm. And, um, I guess, you know, like, make your decisions in accordance with that. Yeah. So, and you never know. Your family might just decide to up and move to <laughs> yeah. Carolina like my mom did. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, oh, cool, thanks. Yeah. It'll work out. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is... Mm-hmm. <laughs> most opportune timing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it sounds like in the ways that really matter, like your loved ones are there and supporting you and... Yeah, definitely. Like, here for you. Definitely. That's awesome. I get a lot of calls frequently <laughs> asking how I'm doing yeah. from both my parents and mm-hmm. also Julian's family, Aww. And, which is really sweet. Cute. Yeah. That's great. So there's a lot of, there's definitely a lot of support. I feel like support is really, really, mm-hmm. like, really key for this because it isn't yeah. easy. Like, you're right. Like, this isn't, like, medical school is hard 
enough as it is Mm -hmm. just alone without you know balancing a relationship balancing like medical issues and then like growing a human (laughs) (laughs) and all that comes with that yeah um so yeah support is definitely key Mm -hmm. that's good um can we talk some more about what it's like being pregnant or like thinking about becoming a mom while I guess while a med student and often feeling like we're the bottom of the hierarchy. Like how do you yeah. how do you manage that, I guess? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um I think that I used to be a lot more stressed about it than I am now. Mm-hmm. Um something that used to make me really nervous is like being the like bottom of the hierarchy like there's a lot of situations where we don't have a lot of power Mm -hmm. um like I mean medical school is kind of notorious for not particularly caring how you're doing (laughs) (laughs) and just like making you do all the things regardless Mm -hmm. of like what's going on with your life yeah um and not to say that that's been my experience. It actually, like, I think that the people around me have been really supportive mm-hmm. um, because I have been upfront with my, you know, residents and attendings because that's just, like, I had to. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I I feel like something that I was really nervous about going into second year um, before I, I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the idea of, like, having a family and not feeling like I had a lot of power to, um, you know, set boundaries or, um, take care of myself, like do the Mm -hmm. things that I need to do to take care of myself. Yeah. Um, and then, so that was one aspect of it. And then another aspect was like residency, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, I feel like we hear a lot about residencies that will do things like ask, when you're planning on having kids in a way that insinuates that you should not have kids Mm -hmm. until Mm -hmm. you're done with residency um, or just kind of overstepping boundaries in that way. Um, And I think that talking to residents that had been through it Mm -hmm. did so much for me because I, I had one resident in particular on surgery who had kids in medical school and she was an MD PhD so she had kind of like a longer medical school yeah. than um the rest of us mm-hmm. but she was pregnant while she was on her rotations and she told me I because I asked her like how did you deal with this mm-hmm. um how did you deal with like the power dynamic and still making sure that you're healthy and, like, prioritizing your, like, mental well-being, your physical well-being, etc. Um, and she was just kind of, like, I just decided that they can't hurt me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, that sounds weird, but, like, like, this is the health of my child. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not about to play with that. Like, yeah. So you, I'm going to tell you what I need, mm-hmm. and you are going to make it work. Yeah. And I was like, damn, <laughs> go off! Like, okay! Yeah. And, um, 
And I feel like that, even just that mindset has Mm -hmm. been very empowering. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, like, I am allowed to have children. Like, this is my, this is school. This Mm -hmm. is literally school. Yeah. Like, this is only one small aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. And my life is much bigger than just medical school. And, um... I think just, like, having that mindset has been, um, yeah, just empowering for me. Like, I feel a lot more comfortable with, um, asking for what I need. Mm -hmm. And not even asking for what I need, just, like, informing people that, like, this is what I need. Mm -hmm. Um, and people have been very accommodating with that. And I haven't, I actually haven't run into any issues so far, which I think is probably lucky. Like, Mm -hmm. I I totally recognize that um, not everyone, Mm -hmm. I'm sure not everyone has had that experience or will have that experience. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it maybe helps that I've been on OB-GYN and Pete's (laughs) (laughs) since I've been pregnant. So, like, those specific rotations may be a little bit more understanding. Um, but, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I've, I've just, I, I feel like I've just come at it with the mindset of, like, this is my life. Mm -hmm. I am not gonna, I'm not playing games with my life. Yeah. If I need something, I will tell you I need it. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I mean, of course, like, I'm going to, like, move within reason. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot about, like, what is reasonable for me to do. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think just having that mindset has been a big change mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, such a perspective shift. Because yeah. I, I feel like it's so easy, you know, as a student to get down in the weeds of, like, oh, this person said this, like, somewhat yeah. passive-aggressive comment. Yeah. Like, maybe I didn't prepare enough today, and does that make me a bad student? And it's so yeah. easy to, like, turn all these, like, small, sometimes big, but, like, I yeah. feel like, in my experience at least, like, all these, like, small, passive-aggressive things that sometimes residents or attendings do, like, and really internalize it, and then make yourself feel, like, inferior or, yeah. you know, like, shameful about it. But I feel like, especially because all of us are such, like, like high achievers, yeah, yeah, exactly. like wanting to appease others. Yeah, like we thrive like off of people praise. pleasers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that when you don't get that, or you feel like you have to ask for accommodations, like it could seem like I'm even nervous just asking for a sick day. Oh, you 100%. know, and I totally used to be like, hey, I'm not feeling that well. Yeah. Is it okay with you if I, like, <laughs> take the day off? Like, if yeah. not, I can try to do this instead. Like, yeah. I can go see somebody, make sure I'm not, like, actually dying, and then come in. Yeah. But we shouldn't have to go know. through that. And I'm, I'm glad that you're, like, realizing that yeah. now. Um, but I think even people who aren't pregnant should still, you know, feel yeah. empowered. But I'm glad that, like, you're you're seeing that. And, like, it, you're, it's also... Hasn't been a problem. Yeah. Too, you yeah. Know? And I definitely think that that should be something outside of, like, it shouldn't take pregnancy to like, force <laughs> you to do that. Yeah. Um, but I know, like, I tell my friends all the time now, if they have, like, an appointment or something, yeah. like, 
like, don't ask. This is your health. This mm-hmm. is your life. Like, you are allowed to take time off. You are allowed to take a sick day. You're allowed to not give a reason. Yeah. And because at the end of the day, like, they, what are they going to do to you? You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. you're you're a student. Mm-hmm. You're here to succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it would be one thing if, you know, you were, like, clearly didn't care about what you were doing or, you know didn't put any effort in, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, let's be real, none of us are like that, you know? Like, we all have worked so hard to be here, we're all putting in everything we can every day, Yeah, and that's exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, at regular jobs, where you're paid, Mm -hmm. like, you're allowed to take days off, like, that's, that's totally legal, and we are paying to be here, so I feel like we are allowed to, we're allowed to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is, like, it shouldn't be such a, like, mind-blowing concept. Yeah, 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 you know, I completely agree. Are you, like, allowed to start a family, like, allowed to have a life outside of medicine, Mm -hmm. because this is just a part of our lives, and it's so easy to forget that when it's so, like, all-consuming. Like, it's dictate. Like, we were joking around earlier, but it literally dictates, like, my bedtime now. And, like, when I have meals. Mm-hmm. And, like, medicine means that I'm not able to share those meals with my partner now. You know? It's, like, taking control of every aspect of that. Yeah. No, your life is drastically different. Yeah. While you're in training, especially. Yeah. I mean, in any, any part of medicine. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's tough. And especially since we all did, like, we worked so hard to get here and, like, spent so much time, like, studying and, like, doing internships and research and Mm -hmm. putting together applications and all of this and, like... Yeah. Yeah. We work hard. (laughs) I swear we do. Yeah, we really do. Yeah. Especially, you're, like, working double time, too, with a little baby growing inside of me. (laughs) Luckily, it doesn't feel like it right now, but... Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I guess, what's something you're most excited about, about having a baby? Um... I feel like it's, I mean, it's hard to, (laughs) it's hard to, like, pick one thing. Yeah. I think the idea that, like, this baby is literally me (laughs) (laughs) and the person that I love most in this world (laughs) and it's like like I don't know like my dog feels like my baby yeah and I love her to death and I sometimes just look at her and want to cry because she's so (laughs) cute yeah and she's a literal different species (laughs) (laughs) and like to imagine the, like, depth of that feeling for another human is Mm -hmm. crazy to me, and just, like, I mean, part of the reason we were talking about, like, why we like working with kids earlier, yeah, and just seeing their little personalities develop, and how they're just, like, so sassy, and smart, and goofy, Mm -hmm. and yeah, and I, I think it's really interesting to look at, I mean, to think about for me, like, where things in my life came from, and I think it's gonna be really cool to, like, see this little human Mm -hmm. 
and see like what came from me what came from him like what aspects of their personality are like so completely different and came from like nowhere but themselves you know and just like I don't know I don't know if that makes sense no that that makes total sense it's yeah that is so exciting your baby's gonna be so cute. Just their <laughs> hair. Like, they're gonna have the best hair in the entire world. Oh, oh my god. Thank you. Yeah, for those who haven't seen Gabby, she has amazing hair. And I feel like any baby of yours will also have amazing hair. I guess I don't know what your partner looks like, but... He's... He's... Very pretty. Great. Great. I think that we're gonna have cute kids. You're gonna have... <laughs> Great. <laughs> does... Does... I guess so you said you were on OB9 when you realized you were pregnant, and you're currently on PEDS. Yeah. Both rotations, very relevant for your experiences, like, present and future. Um, Especially, I guess, for peds, like, seeing children in the hospital. How is that affecting your headspace, knowing that you will have, like, a baby in your arms soon as well? (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's a heavy question. Yeah. But I... um, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like... On the one hand, we see a lot of what goes wrong, so that can be really stressful. Um, But on the other hand, there's so much joy in it, too. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I'm learning a ton. Yeah. Um, And something that I would like to be cognizant of when I'm, like, a real parent with a real child (laughs) out in the world um is that like I don't want to treat my child like my patient Mm. um Mm -hmm. and I think that that can I think that that might be really tough um especially right now like I feel like I look at everyone as a patient sometimes yeah You know, like, even, like, you'll walk down the street and be, like, thinking medicine things about, like, the people that you interact with, Mm -hmm. and, um, so just keeping that distance from, like, my child, I think, may be difficult, Mm -hmm. um, but it's something that I, like, I feel pretty strongly about, about that, Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's the thing that makes me nervous, about, like, being on peds and, like, mm-hmm. having been on ob and, um, that kind of thing, but it definitely does prepare me a lot for, <laughs> like, what I need to be looking for yeah. and, like, the types of things that, like, developmental milestones, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, um, like, what is appropriate diet for kids oh at gosh. different ages? Studying and... takes on a whole new meaning yeah. <laughs> for you. Yeah, which yeah. It, it does, and that's yeah. kind of nice, too. Like, I feel like I have more motivation to study peds because it's so different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, studying on ob was like... <laughs> I would read questions sometimes and be like, that happened to me! Yeah! <laughs> same girl yeah literally um so it's yeah I I feel like I can relate to my patients also in a way that I didn't before yeah for sure yeah um so that's been pretty cool Mm -hmm. I forgot what your question was I don't know if I answered it no that absolutely answered it yeah just like how does or your rotations influence your yeah yeah but that makes total sense you're going to be so good at, like, the newborn exam. <laughs> <laughs> Did a little good interview, to know. Yeah, yeah. 
But no, I hear what you say about kind of like medicalizing the people in your life. Because I feel like I'm yeah. doing that now and I, I can't turn it off. Yeah, and it's, it's really like hard. not always helpful. And like yeah. sometimes it is helpful. Like sometimes family members do. Like yeah, approach questions. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, what does this mean? Or like, what what what's the normal like protocol for this? That type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm giving a lot of unsolicited advice this year. And the thing is, I'm also still just a medical student. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that if I was actually, like, in the hospital, I would not be offering this advice so willy-nilly. But somehow, when it's, like, just me, I'm, like, putting on my little doctor hat. And I'm like, I know everything, obviously, because I'm yeah. a medical student. Yeah. I'm a student doctor. A student <laughs> yeah. doctor. I mean, I, like, I get it, because, like, we want our knowledge to be useful also, yeah. you yeah. know? Like, I want to do, I like, I want to... We're here because we want to help people. Like, yeah. and I feel like, I feel like we all have like control issues to some extent. I know <laughs> I have control issues yeah, to some yeah. extent, so it's really hard for me to like let go of that and mm-hmm. be like, "This is not your, not your situation." Yeah, just sit back, <laughs> just let it go. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that can be really tough. Mm-hmm. Really tough. Mm-hmm. Okay, I realize we are kind of nearing the end of our hour. Are there any, like, last-minute topics that you wanted to address or bring up? Or I don't think so. Okay. We've talked a lot. We've talked a lot. I feel like we've covered <laughs> a lot of so really much, great yeah. ground. Which is so awesome. I, I think this will be really helpful for a lot of people because... Well, kind of like you said, like thinking about pregnancy and starting a family isn't something that we often talk about so freely because I think there can be a lot of uncertainty and like potentially even shame around it. Yeah. Like the fa- thought that, oh, I would even want a family. Like I'm not, I- I'm not saying this is true, but like the fear that like, oh, I'm not as devoted to medicine because I want a family, which is absolutely false. Yeah. But I think there's still that undercurrent and I feel like a lot of people in med ed right now are trying to change that culture but it definitely still existed not too long ago yeah within medicine and especially as the person who's growing the baby like it's very evident that you are pregnant that you're starting a family you can't hide it um and so I'm, I'm just I just think that it's so awesome that you're here sharing this and I think it'll it'll help a lot of people whether like we know it or not who are thinking about starting a family or just like even wondering what might it be like. Yeah, definitely. You know? I mean, I think that there's definitely a lot of a lot of like shame almost in in like the interaction between families and medicine regardless mm-hmm. of like what where it comes from. Like like you said, like having a family sometimes feels like you're less devoted to medicine or like you're like less of a good student or mm-hmm. whatever it is because you have these other priorities mm-hmm. or like you're less career oriented mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know um which isn't necessarily true you know yeah. it's all like I said before it's all about priorities mm-hmm. but um but then also like I I think that there's a fear as someone that has a very demanding job of like not being able to devote time to your family or like almost like neglect goes either way like Mm -hmm. fear of like Mm -hmm. neglecting your family because of medicine fear of like neglecting your patients or like whatever because of your family and 
balancing that is definitely really difficult, especially when you're, like, so emotionally invested in both. Mm-hmm. So, but not impossible. Yeah. And I do think that, I think you're right, like, it's not something that is talked about a lot. And mm-hmm. I hope that, I hope it yeah. Yeah. reaches somebody that, like, cares yeah. about it and maybe, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And demonstrating, like, you can do these things now, like, on the timeline that you want. You don't have to wait until you're, like, an established attending, mm-hmm. you know, until you can, like, finally start having, quote-unquote, the life that you want. Like, you can make it happen now. Yeah. Um, and that's a big thing in general. I feel like when we're in this process, like, there's so much of, like, okay, this is the next step, this is the next step, like, this is what I need to do to get to mm-hmm. here, and then I'll feel this way and like once I get into medical school I'll be happy once I like am a resident I'll be happy once I'm an attending I'll be happy and at some point like you need to realize that like this is just life and like all of this is life and if you are just like putting off happiness until the next step Mm -hmm. like you're never gonna get there Mm -hmm. and so yeah I I I think I kind of (laughs) was just like Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna break this pattern of thinking. Yeah. yeah. Now. Um Good. And do it on your own terms. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, our final the segment of the podcast. Differential diagnosis. What advice, main things that you've learned, takeaways do you have for the, the listeners? Yeah. Um I think like all of these are going to be pregnancy or not <laughs> could apply either way Great. um but i think the first thing is just that support is everything mm-hmm. like is everything um this is so hard regardless of what you're doing and i know i have a tendency when i'm overwhelmed or anxious or whatever it is to kind of like Receive, yeah, into my little comfort space. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just not, it's just not the way. Like, yeah. you just need a like strong community, strong supportive community around you, mm-hmm. regardless. Um, so, number one, number two is I think that knowing your priorities is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if you're going to, you know, go through this process intentionally. Like, I know I didn't want to go through, I mean, life, but, like, medical training and just kind of, like, let things happen to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I do want to be, like, intentional about what I'm doing and how I'm living my life and um, making sure that, like, I'm happy and feeling fulfilled mm-hmm. during this whole process and... I think that knowing what your priorities are, like, really reflecting and taking a lot of time to think about that is so important. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, without that, I feel like you're just kind of, like, stumbling. Yeah. um, Through it. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah, nothing matters more than... That's the last one. It's just, like, nothing matters more than your health and happiness. Mm-hmm. And 
if I think that if you prioritize that, honestly, everything else will fall into place. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense, you know, like when you, the things that make you healthy and happy, that probably also aligns with your priorities, Yeah, you know, if it fulfills you, yeah, then you're good to go. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much, Gabby. I feel like I'm so inspired and enlightened and I don't know, and like I'm in the midst of surgery right now and, you know, in general, I'm having a more positive time than I thought I would, but good. it's still very hard and yeah. it feels like it's very much controlling my life so just like having this conversation pregnancy or not like you said has just been really like meaningful and I feel like it's like filled up my cup a little bit more to help sustain me through these final weeks and and I think for the listeners that we have as well I'm hoping and I know it will like fulfill them as well fill up their cups yeah inspire them I'm so glad it's inspired me okay well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. This has been crazy. Yeah, this has been amazing. I'm so yeah. glad. We're back with a bang. Yeah. Back with the biggest bang that yeah. I couldn't have even imagined. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs>